Scientists in New Zealand have helped discover a new gene that could be a real game changer for farmers. Exciting stuff this. This is the PAR gene, which allows some plant species to clone themselves and hold on to good traits that might otherwise get lost in the natural process of reproduction. Dr. Ross Bicknell is one of those working on the research and he's with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Cloning isn't entirely new, is it, in plant production? What's different about this development? Well, cloning is not uncommon at all in plants, full stop. I mean, when you think about plants, we, we tend to think about them in terms of reproducing by seed, but they but they reproduce by a lot of other means. Um, and that's what we do in agriculture too. So if we're grafting something or taking cuttings, we're, we're using cloning as a mechanism of retaining uh, elite types is how we would describe that. So that's not surprising and that's not in any way unique. We Humans have been doing that for about 7,000 years as far as we know. But what what makes this unusual is that we're now looking at using cloning in um, plants that are propagated from seed. So instead of using sexual reproduction to generate seeds, we can we can do that by cloning. And this is getting right down into the anatomy of the plant itself. Very much so, yeah. Um, to do this, we had to understand exactly how this happens naturally. It's a, it is a completely normal and natural process to clone through seeds. It's just that we it's taken some time for us to realise that it was going on. Now, we know that's true, um, and in fact that it's common. Um, we've now gone to the trouble of figuring out how it takes place. In practical terms, what could this mean? In practical terms, what it means is we can bring the tools of plant breeding that we normally use for things like fruit trees uh, and potatoes and the like, plants that we can normally clone, uh, we can bring those to bear on plants that are normally produced by seed. And without going into the sort of minutiae of it, what that really means is that we can advance the rate at which those plants can be improved. And... It's quite a real issue in the world today. We're running out of land. We're running out of productivity to feed the population. And we need to lift productivity, agricultural productivity, by about 25%. It's a huge goal. Um, but this is actually a, a tool whereby that is possible. So that's, that's the driver. That's why we're doing it. It should be possible to lift particularly rice production by about 25%. But it's about bringing out the very best traits in those plants and also being able to select traits that work in different climates, in different environments where yeah. we're growing yeah. these plants. Absolutely true. Yeah, like this is about adapting to change, um, and I think we're all aware that that's going to be necessary. We need our crops to be better uh, at producing food. We need to, our crops to be uh, more adaptable to change, um, crops that can be produced on more marginal land, you know, uh, the list is endless. Um, obviously climate change is sitting in the behind all of that and sea level rise is another one. So we need to be able to produce more food, we need to be able to produce it on different types of land and we need to be able to uh, do this quickly. And and that's, that was the, the driver behind the, the work that we've done. Ultimately, could we also be a bit cheeky with this and look out those traits to be able to grow plants in places that right now they don't grow so well? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we already do that, but I mean, the hydroponics is not a natural system, but that's 
the plants have actually been bred now to grow well in hydroponic systems. Growing in space, you know, you can you can start creating a list, but um, the top of the list is probably growing on lands that are not natural habitats for the species involved. You know, every plant that we grow as a crop is a species, and it evolved in an environment. But we we now construct those environments and grow the plants in them, and we now adapt our plants to grow in in our modified environments. And I mean, that's that's a long string, but what we need to do is get our crops better adapted, better able to cope with change and able to be produced in places they're not currently being produced. So for you, the ultimate goal would be what? Well, I, I'm an agricultural scientist. I mean, what motivates me most is, is the threat that the world is heading towards uh, a serious shortfall in food production. I mean, we are. It's you can't sugarcoat that pill, it's just going to happen. Um, we're looking at about another 25% increase in human uh, population in about another 50 years or so. Uh, so, you know, it's simple mathematics. We need 25% more food. That's a lot of mouths, yes. Um, now, in, in the past, that's been done by felling forests and draining swamps and bringing wildland into production, right? That's what agriculture has done uh, for the better part of 9,000 years. Quite bluntly, we don't even have enough forest left to do that anymore. We can't continue a process of transferring wild land to aquaculture uh, without evicting all the animals that currently live there. So I think I think we all agree that there has to be a different way of doing it. Um, and I think the only way of doing it is increasing productivity of the plants that we have so that we can get better use of the land that we're currently using. Yet another amazing New Zealand scientist doing incredible work, Dr Ross Bicknell. Thank you.